Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Everybody, welcome to the Jury Daily Podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. So I did something that I don't know if I've ever done in my life by myself, and that was buy a pay-per-view. I bought a pay-per-view by myself, like an adult man. You know, I didn't go to some sketchy Reddit page so I could find a a, a stream where somebody in Russia was retransmitting it through four VPNs. I know that's that's for you Gen Z hoots. No, I just was was an adult and I I sat down and I bought the UFC pay-per-view. And it was really fun. I enjoyed myself. I wanted to see, because I've very much been enjoying this the, the the headliner Jorge Masvidal who's from Miami and he was on the Lebetard show I really liked that show he he had become kind of a part of that crew I enjoyed his vibe he had the fastest knockout in UFC history but man you can definitely tell as somebody who does not follow UFC in fact I've only really spent money on UFC anything when old wrestlers are fighting in there. <laughs> like I used to go to bars when Brock Lesnar fought with my friends. And then I went to a bar when CM Punk fought and got his ass kicked. Other than that, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And this, I sat down, Ashley was out of town. I sat down and I got that pay-per-view and it was like really good. It was a really, really, really exciting fight. That fight is something that I feel like an average person could see. That being said, watching some of the undercard, which was really good, but oh my God, is the UFC human cockfighting. There is definitely just a, a upper limit on exactly how mainstream that sport is ever going to get. Because when somebody gets knocked out in UFC, oh my God, is it so much more violent than even in boxing you know because there was a knockout in a big boxing pay-per-view later that night and that was like i don't know there's there's an element of mechanization to boxing where it's like a punch 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 and then somebody kind of goes down right there was a knockout in this ufc pay-per-view where homie gets kicked in the head And then stiffens up like a pencil and just kind of falls back comically like a cartoon. It was wild. Like, I I have to say that I enjoyed myself. But that was one of those things where it's like UFC is about to become about as mainstream as it's ever going to be. Because 
you know, Conor McGregor's going to fight again next year, and you have somebody like Jorge Masvidal who wound up winning that fight, although controversially. You're going to have a lot of stars, or at least in the UFC, what the UFC would consider stars fighting in 2020, and they're going to be on ESPN, and ESPN is going to cover them and build up these fights as big as they can. But, man, someone's going to get rocked, and it's going to be a national story. Because it'll be like, well, is this too violent? Speaking of stories, here's some news stories. Beloved donut pushers, Krispy Kreme, have uh, decided to, to kind of take the wind out of the sails of a very hardworking entrepreneur. Jason Gonzalez of Minnesota had been making weekend trips to a Krispy Kreme store in Clive, Iowa. He'd pack his car with boxes of donuts and then head north and deliver them to his customers around the Twin Cities. So this dude was just a hustler, man. I, I have this very key belief that if I had like $100,000, here's what I would do. I would go to all the schools in my area and I'd talk to the students and I'd say, all right, who's selling candy? Point me to the kids that are selling candy. Because I'm going to tell you this, in my experience, the kids that realize that they can buy candy in bulk from Costco, they can get their mom or dad or uncle or cousin or older brother to go buy them bulk candy from Costco for X amount, and then they can sell it to kids for their lunch money for Y amount, those kids are going to be either drug dealers or Fortune 500 execs. Like that, those are entrepreneurs. Those are businessmen. And now, especially because, you know, weed's legal, at least in California, I feel like you should you should go to every one of these 12-year-olds that are selling candy in middle school and say, hey, here's $500. If you could buy and sell something else that would cost more than candy, what would you sell? Just let them burn through it. Because either they have, this, this gets back to my thing of, I want to give, I want to, you know, make sure that kids can uh, uh, fail in some kind of, situation before they go out into the world. But I believe that Jason Gonzalez is one of them kids who sold candy. And here's what happened to him. The St. Paul Pioneer Press reported about his little side hustle. And so he winds up getting a call from the Krispy Kreme home office and they tell him, you can't do it no more. Krispy Kreme stores left Minnesota 11 years ago. So he had to put up a post on his Facebook page, Krispy Kreme Run Minnesota. Hi, all. I bear some bad news. Unfortunately, the run for this Saturday will not be taking place as I have been told to shut down operations. I figured it would come eventually, but it arrived early with the surrounding articles. Life happens, and it could be a sign that uh, something else is meant to be. I appreciate everyone's love and support for making this happen. I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, I'd love to connect with some of you. Add me on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. So, look, I hope that this just turns out to be a great resume for Mr. Gonzalez. 
And I understand for Krispy Kreme, especially, apparently they have not operated in Minnesota for 11 years. If they're going to protect their rights to sell a, uh, a franchise there, then they have to make sure that they are taking appropriate action to preserve the exclusivity of the market. This is what happens, man. This is what happens when, when you know, you try to do something smart. Kings to you, Jason Gonzalez. This is the song I had in my head when I read this article. It's from the New York Times headline. Those people we tried to cancel, they're all hanging out together. Which, in my mind, all I could think of was, where do canceled folks go? Can they find their way home? Hanging out together. Writing columns on Quillet. That's basically what this is. Uh, So basically, if you have done something that has displeased the public square and then that displeasure has leaked into your personal life, apparently what happens is you just gain admission to the island of misfit toys where other people who have done the same thing all talk to each other. This is kind of a similar story to a thing that came out a few years ago, the, the intellectual dark web which was a bunch of people that I guess were criticized, but they got big brains, and so they're all going to big brain together. The lead of this article is about Katie Herzog, who wrote an article in The Stranger about trans people who halt or reverse transitions, which I can't, I'm pretty sure I read that article. I can't remember it offhand, so I'm not going to, speak for it but she uh, felt that she was being ostracized says she lost dozens of friends over the article and wound up having to move now she uh, has has talked to many more people that apparently have had similar situations and uh, this is its own community I I I consistently am fascinated by, you know, again, I got some good emails about, uh, you know, what we do with those that are canceled. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that there is no one size fits all solution to any of this. You know, should Harvey Weinstein be denied a table at a restaurant in New York City forever? Sure. We can all believe that that should be the case. How should we react when he gets a table anyway? That's, I guess, I'm I'm far less interested on whether or not Harvey Weinstein is appropriately serving his cultural prison sentence. I would, I would prefer that he served a real prison sentence because he seems to have raped a bunch of people. But for everybody else, you know, where, where, what, what do we expect of them? To go back to that UFC event. So President Trump decided to attend it. And so they asked all these UFC fighters, the press did, what they thought about President Trump. 
These are human cockfighters. Like, should we have any guess that sometimes uh, uh, they're, they're going to have divergent political opinions from us? I would expect that. You know, is everybody who writes something that is outside the orthodoxy evil? I don't know. I guess it depends on how outside the orthodoxy they are. Here's what we do know, according to the New York Times. At least they still have friends with each other. I don't know whether that's good or bad news, though. News! All right, I got to ask you guys, funny and clever or out-and-out PR stunt. This was the scene outside of Universal Studios Florida over the weekend as Halloween has officially come to an end and therefore the very popular Halloween Horror Nights is wrapping up. The rest of Universal Studios, which will very soon be decorated head to toe in Christmas decorations, decided to highlight this clash by having a bunch of Christmas carolers come out and protest or celebrate, however you want to uh, uh, read it, the end of the Halloween season. This was meant, or sorry, met by protesters uh, with signs reading, it's too soon and stay in your lane. And yet the only way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And so they did. I thought it was kind of funny. It was also, it reminded me of when I went to, for a go game, I went to Singapore uh, before Thanksgiving. And man, you realize real quick that when nobody else in the world cares about Thanksgiving, and boy, howdy, nobody else in the world cares about Thanksgiving other than Americans. Like Christmas stuff starts up around now, starts up around October. Because it's the biggest sales opportunity of the season and everybody else wants to get a jump on that. They want to sell as much as they possibly can. They want to run their early Christmas, uh, early, early Christmas sales and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I thought it was clever and I, it got a lot of uh, back and forth in our discord. So so maybe you guys will like it. When is the appropriate time to celebrate Christmas? Do you leak it out a little bit before Thanksgiving? Do you wait for Thanksgiving? Mariah Carey actually went a little viral over the weekend where uh, <laughs> she seemed to be celebrating her royalty season because this is when All I Want for Christmas Is, is You becomes the ubiquitous 24-7 anthem of the season, which I think I read somewhere is just millions to her annually. She doesn't have to do jack. She is the only person in the streaming world that is on every Christmas playlist. And boy, howdy, does she kick, 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 cash in. Good for you, MC. That about wraps it up for us today. I would like to thank our producers, the Gen, non-specific rock and roll Martian, Steve, and well, James, the OG, Brittle, Will, and Chris. Of course, you can reach me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young. And you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. If you want to submit stories for the show, I want to thank Open Bayou, who got us our canceled folks story. 
P-Lizzle, who got us our Krispy Kreme story, and Big Jim, our trade czar, who got us the Universal Studios War on Halloween story. That wraps it up for us today. Until next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please. No. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>